You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. What's going on, Whisper Nation? This is Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and that's Big Travi, and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix. Big Travi, what a crazy weekend in the NFL, man. It was like there was a lot of scoring, but it was to people that don't normally score the football. Yeah, just when you think you know something in the NFL, it likes to smack you around and say, you don't know nothing yet. Yeah. And then and, uh, and then on fantasy top- is just a it's just a, a very humbling uh, game we play here, Johnny. And then and then on top of that, Travis. So I'm in a week. We're in the league of records. You know, we I got a good matchup going. Right. And, you know, it was it was an early morning for me. I'm not going to lie. We were up early. You and I were both working. We're working on getting some uh, videos and stuff out. Uh, took a little nap ski uh, in the second games. You know, I, I fall asleep. I'm only down by 10. I got two guys. I got I got uh, Mark Ingram and I got OBJ going tomorrow. Guy I'm playing only has as Kittle. I'm down. I'm down by ten. I'm feeling pretty confident. Wake up to see that the only touchdown, the only touchdown that San Francisco scores, went to Kittle. And I hear it was a booth review. It was challenged, and I am just. Are you kidding me? Eighteen points from Kittle. Yeah, man. He's been a tight end one. He's been solid. Uh, and that's the one area you'd say on the Rams defense that's just been for sure leaking. I was telling people a lot of that in those in those Instagram stories. I know it hurts you, Johnny, but Kittle's a guy you got to watch out for. And you know what? I think your players maybe didn't perform because you fell asleep on him. Yeah, you took, no, I you believe took a that. little nap on him. I fully believe that. I try to hold Can't on as long as that, possible, man. and that's what I get. But ugh, that's all right. I got OBJ. Hopefully, hopefully he goes off tomorrow. I need you, OBJ. I'm looking you in the camera, dude. I know you watch the show. I'm looking you in the eyeballs. I'm I'm pulling a Travis here because it seemed to work last time with Carry On Johnson. It did work. Uh, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that yeah, later. Hey, Jinx. Uh, but so I'm gonna do it right now. I'm pulling a big Travi here. OBJ, do me a solid, man. I need two touchdowns and a hundred yards from you tomorrow. Come on, brother. You could do it. But we got a great show today, Travis. But first, you know, before we get to the Monday night game. We got to go over this past, you know, Sunday's games, and we're gonna get into it. We're gonna do the. We got our crowns, downs, and rebounds episode, episode number thirty-five on the season. Big Travi, I'm pumped up, man. Yeah, it's always good to dive in a little bit deeper. Some guys you maybe didn't realize are putting up consistent numbers or consistently going the other direction, and just have that name value, and you wonder. What you know, we're going to try and help you just go through your decision process, what to do with these guys. Yep. But like always, as first, we got our news and notes and it was a it was a dangerous week. But we'll get into it right now. News and notes from around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes are, as always, are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Listen up, Whisper Nation. If you have an Apple iPhone, iPad, or any Mac device, you need to go to the App Store and get Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. These guys break everything down in there. They've got news. They've got notes. We get them. We get our news and notes from them. They have charts. They have statistical ba- breakdowns of players' last three games. 
They've got red zone stats. They've got carries and pass attempts, everything you need to make those quick hit decisions on your lineups. And then if you're stuck there and you're deciding between a few players, you got yours truly big Travi and Johnny game time Hicks rankings right there on the app. Uh, this thing is great. I love it. And the best thing, Johnny, is they're they're updating it every day. I mean, they come out with new stats that are just blowing me away every single day. So we're excited to get da- dive in deeper with the app, show you guys maybe some potential videos breaking down these stats. Uh, we love the guys over at Fanatic. All right. The first news that we're going to talk about won't be the major, major news, but uh, we had LaShawn McCoy was being evaluated for a head injury, which is kind of crazy because if you watch the play, they even it on them, it, was, it looked like an ankle, and they even yeah. circled the ankle, and it turns out that it was a head injury. So definitely monitor this. Lewis Murphy, well, it, as well as uh, the backup there, um, also got injured, Travis. And so Lewis Murphy ended up coming in. Chris Ivory got injured uh, uh, later on in the game, and then Lewis Murphy came in and actually looked pretty solid. Uh, so... Tell, is is he going to be one, on one of your uh, your list of waiver wire pickups this week? You want to you want to let the Whisper Nation know on possibly is this guy someone you want to look at? Um, <clears throat> Marcus Murphy. I was trying to figure out who oh, you're talking sorry. about there. I'm sorry, sorry about that, Johnny. Yeah, no, I was stalled a little bit. Yeah, Marcus Murphy. It will be on the waiver report just based on four carries for 53 yards that's a 13.3 average he busted off a nice 30 yard long one um they listen buffalo is nasty you don't want any part of buffalo but a starting running back is a starting running back these days and so you're going to want to get a piece of that offense only if it's the starting running back and it's one guy because we've seen shady um and ivory actually have high carry games so if he can bust off, you know, some good runs, like you have some value in a starting running back. For sure. Um, all right. The big, big news was that Sony Michelle went out in week seven uh, with a apparent knee injury. Now, there's no update on the significance of that injury, but I will say that watching that live, it looked bad. Like it was all twisted up. His ankle got caught and it, it it didn't look good. He couldn't put any weight on it coming off the field. Um, you saw an increase in uh, in carries from from James White as well as uh, Barner came in to the game. And yeah, so, so that breakdown, uh, Johnny, was eleven carries for James White, ten carries for Kenyon Barner. Uh, so definitely Kenyon Barner will be on the waiver uh, list as well. He's going to be a guy that, you know, depending on the extent of the Sony Michelle injury, which, you know, Johnny just said it there, did not look good. Um, it, you know, this is a guy that could be set up for some goal line looks and that's always valuable on a Patriots team. Also, I'm just going to, I'm going to mention this. I've, I try to dig as, as much as what we do here at, at, uh, whisper court, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whisper headquarters excuse me i can't talk today um i try to dig a little deep maybe um one thing if you have an extra spot a burner spot on your bench and you're not in an espn league because i heard espn leagues but an interesting name is my boy the one who's a free agent right now and that's oh, and that's gillisley Oh you, man! You laugh, you laugh, but he is he. Oh, check him man. out on the way. I'm just saying, if you have an extra spot, 
you might be able to jump ahead of that. There is rumors that uh, they could be looking at him. So it's just a deep dive. I'm not guaranteeing anything. But if you can jump ahead of that wave and get on it, it, it might be. What worth Johnny's not telling you guys is Mike Gillisley's actually crashing on his couch right now. <laughs> yeah. hey, he's trying. He's trying to get him some I work. Heard, so I heard. I heard the phone ring, me. and I don't know. Yeah. He won't tell me if it was New England or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you got an extra spot. Uh, you could do worse. You could do worse. If you got an extra spot, pick him up because Johnny's tired of having him on his couch. He needs somebody else to take him <laughs> off his hands for him. All right. Um, we got Albert Wilson was forced from the game on Sunday against the Lions with a right leg injury and is questionable. T- and uh, he never came back to the game. Excuse me. Um, it, it looked pretty bad. It looked like kind of an hyperextension. We don't know the extent of it yet. Uh, he definitely didn't come back to the game. And and this is crazy because he was killing it for the Dolphins. And then what even what made this even worse, Travis, was the team is trying to trade Devontae Parker. And yeah. so he wasn't activated. So they were actually down a wide receiver, and they were stuck. They kind of shot himself in the foot because apparently – According to Devonte Booker, uh, Devonte Parker's agent, Parker's fully healthy. He's ready to go. He wants to play and contribute to a team. So uh, this is not looking good, Travis. Yeah, listen, I think it's just becoming every other week. We don't know who the guy is. I mean, you just look at it right now and leading the Dolphins in receiving this week with Parker out with um, out or. Uh, yeah, with Wilson missing time, it was Danny Amendola. So it's like every other week, uh, you know, Danny Amendola gets six catches for 84 yards. Every other week, it's another number one wide receiver in Miami. It's hard to continue to monitor this and know which guy is going to be. I will say that the exit of Wilson and Wilson being banged up could see more looks for Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake got eight targets in the backfield. Um, so he led the team in targets out of the backfield. Um, so that's pretty good. All right, we had Kiki Cutie left games uh, left left the game on Sunday after aggravating a hamstring injury. This didn't help Deshaun Watson, who is also dealing with an injury of his own. It came out a report came out that uh, he is ha- uh, has a reported bruised lung. It's significant enough. We'll get more into Deshaun Watson in a little bit. Hint, hint. But um, it's not looking fully healthy or he's not looking fully healthy they actually had him travel to jacksonville in a bus because they didn't feel confident enough putting him in a plane travis um you want to touch on this just a little (laughs) bit crazy to me yeah they're like hey you can't fly but we want you to get hit by you know professional (laughs) linebackers like I, (laughs) i have no idea but i'm not surprised man this guy was taking shot after shot in that dallas game a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. me and johnny were talking about how crazy and scary that was to watch yeah and yet um you know here he is a down line this is this might want to be one of those things that lingers throughout the season and if they don't get better protection on him um you know which this game he only was sacked once which yeah talk about either jacksonville you know not doing too hot as a pass rush or or maybe houston's cleaning it up i don't know but only sacked once, so if if he can, if they can keep him upright a little bit more, he'll have a better shot to nurse this throughout the rest of the season. And a little TV timeout here to pivot off of that, Travis. This is why we tell you when we're doing our our draft specials, 
not to take a defense early because it changes so much from year to year. A lot of people took Jacksonville so early in drafts, and they have not produced up to that draft spot. So that's why it's well, let's so talk about a team like the number one defense in fantasy football is the New York Jets. Yeah, like we're talking about a team that nobody would have drafted. It was picked up off the waivers. It's now the number one scoring defense in fantasy. Yeah. It's just it's very volatile that that you don't know who it's going to be each and every week. Exactly. So speaking of the Jets or year, speaking of the Jets, the last bit of uh, injury news here is that Bilal Powell uh, got injured. He did walk to the sidelines under his own power, but he did not return to the game. Continue to monitor this. Uh, you know, this would significantly increase, you know, uh, Crowell's value. However, the backup running back for the uh, the Jets came in. Trenton Cannon came in, and he actually produced quite well for them. So uh, that could be another guy that Travis writes about in his article. Make sure you check that article out. He comes out with that. What day do you come out with that, Travis? Yeah, so the waiver wire piece is published on Tuesday mornings. So as you're getting geared up for your, your waivers, we push that out. That's our waiver wire whisper of the week. Um, and we just try to pump out a bunch of information on those guys. And so, yeah, it'll be nice and running back heavy this week, which, you know, the last few weeks it's been on wide receivers just because of the depth of the position. But we're starting to see some injuries happen. The injury bug's creeping up as it tends to do. Uh, but, yeah, to touch on Trenton Cannon, Five targets. He got four of them, 69 yards receiving. He filled that Bilal Powell rollout. And yep. so we talk about how Bilal Powell is the safer option in that Jets backfield because of the receiving work. Trenton Cannon will have some value for the Jets. Yep. And you can catch that article on thefantasywhispers.com. All right, Travis, you ready to get in today's show? I am ready. Let's do it. We're going to start out with some... Week seven crowns. These guys are the ones that are carrying your team, and they most likely, if you had them on your team, you will prevail this week. All right, Travis, you want to start off the Whisper Nation? Who you got first for your first crown of the week seven? Well, I'll tell you what, I had to really fight myself here, Johnny, because I want to be putting Pat Mahomes on this show every single week. Man, okay. I just got, we just got done watching that Sunday night game. We just got done watching that guy torch the Bengals. I mean, just making defenders out there look silly. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy is a beast. I just want to give him props because he's so much fun to watch. He, he's doing it at an elite level each and every week. And he doesn't care what you think about his hair or his boyish (laughs) good looks or his voice. I mean, he just, he balls, dude, and it's it's amazing to see. Yep. But uh, keeping it at quarterback, my crown, at least for this week and for the last few weeks, is Mitchell Trubisky, or Truth Bisky, as I like to call him, because this guy is dealing the truth out there. Maybe he's not an NFL star. You watch it and you say, okay, maybe he's not. But he is putting up fantasy numbers, Johnny, and it's time to take notice on this and actually say, okay, it's time that th- this offense has got the weapons for him. It's putting him in positions to do things. Uh, He had another 300-yard game uh, here. He had 26 of 50 passing for 333 yards and two touchdowns. And I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah, he had a big Hail Mary at the end that almost scored. Okay, so that That was exciting. That was super exciting. It was exciting. I thought they were going to score there. Yeah. Um, But if you take that away, let's look at the other side of the ball. 
or the other part of his game, he ran for 81 yards, Johnny. Could have been, I mean, if he put they, up if they actually and a just, touchdown. Yeah, if they just did uh, what you actually run, he could have had a lot. He could have, what, had 150. He ran 70 yards it, on one play to, to, gain, yeah. to gain eight. But So we've talked about how he's an athlete playing the quarterback position. He's built that way. He scored 33 points, Johnny. And if you look at over the last three weeks, he has 105 fantasy points, 11 touchdowns, and only three picks, and 181 rushing yards. This guy is doing it. He's now done it for a little bit over a month or a little bit under a month, whatever, give or take, based on the buy. And he is got a system that he he seems to understand and weapons that he seems to be comfortable with. I like Trubisky maybe season long, Johnny. Like I'm really starting to think like he's doing it here. It's hard to deny here. You know, he's and with a good, good defense that gives him the ball back more times than not, they're going to get opportunities here. Yeah. My only, my only thing is, Hey, Matt Nagy, can you please come to the Arizona Cardinals? Cause we could surely <laughs> use you, man. All right. I'm going to pivot over to the running back position for my crown. And that's Kareem Hunt. Right, we saw him. We just talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. This guy ran for uh, he had 15 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. He also was five for five on the receiving end for 55 yards and an additional two yards or two touchdowns. Excuse me, Travis Kareem Hunt. After starting off pretty slow, I mean, a lot of owners were kind of panicking on Kareem Hunt for the first three games. He had 52 touches. For 168 yards and two touchdowns. And he only had one reception for five yards and a touchdown. People were panicking because they they spent a top eight pick on him. Sometimes even earlier than that. But Travis, in his last four games, he has had 60 carries. So only eight additional carries. But he's gone for 341 yards rushing, three touchdowns. and And then on the receiving end, he's added 14 receptions. For 221 yards and an additional three touchdowns. Travis, I think that uh, Kareem Hunt is someone that if you were one of those patient owners, he could be one of those people that help you get to that championship weekend. Uh, With this offense, he is now the, the RB3 on the year. And this offense seems to be one of the most potent offense in the league. You just touch on Patrick Mahomes, and they're kind of building a little rapport there. He's he's realizing he can check it down. He doesn't have to check it down 15 yards down the field. He could check it down five and still pick up the additional 10. With and how, how dangerous is that if Pat Mahomes is starting to realize that he can just check it down and he's got Kareem Hunt as a weapon there? I mean, Deadly, that man. was the thing. You talked about in the first three games. I remember after two weeks, we're posting our rankings up and we've got Kareem Hunt way down. And and people are asking us why, like in PPR, why is Kareem Hunt so low? And it's because he had five targets through like the first two or three games. And we were like, this is not Kareem Hunt of last year. Well, it flipped completely and he is now killing it. And now if you're, you're talking about a redraft, Johnny, I mean, Kareem Hunt's going in the top five. Oh, for sure. Just based on, on the production, the offense his. And that's the other thing about this offense. It's going to live in scoring range. We saw it tonight with the Bengal or in the Bengals game. He is going to get plenty of opportunities, whether it be receiving or running the football. Travis, let me just ask you a question. And this is just a just a fan question. Are the Kansas City Chiefs like the new Cinderella team that America is just falling in love with. I mean, they're getting flexed to every single I mean, Sunday night game. This yeah, is, I think they're that fun to watch. I yeah, mean, 
Yeah, and you can hear it. You know, you watch Chris Collinsworth or or some of the guys on the ESPN broadcast calling him Showtime. People are falling in love with Mahomes on air. You can see it right there. And what's not to love? The guy is killing it. Um, he's got a rocket for an arm. He could literally make any throw on the field, and he's got no fear on that field. He and he's studying every time they show him on the sidelines he's sitting there looking at the next play he's talking with Andy Reid I think it's just great stuff to watch so yeah I I would agree with you but speaking of great stuff to watch is my second crown here Johnny and that's Adam Thielen my boy went out there the undrafted Adam Thielen went out there and scored a hundred yards in seven straight games it was his seventh straight game so 10 more targets stud 10 more targets, our number one wide receiver, by the way, in our rankings last week. Uh, 10 targets, nine receptions, 110 yards. I think that you would say that's a (laughs) Well, it's not a whisper anymore. Now we're the fantasy yellers. We're the shouters because we're saying, look, Adam Thielen is a beast. I remember after week three, I went out and bought Adam Thielen. I traded for Adam Thielen in a league because I was about, you know, people were calling me crazy because Zeke was part of that deal. I'm dude, I'm not backing down. Half point PPR, you give me Adam Thielen. This guy is dealing right now. Dealing Thielen, as I like to call him. <laughs> Ten targets, nine receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. He now averages 16 points a game, Johnny, in standard and 29.8 in PPR. Mm-hmm. Not really a wide receiver that I want more in fantasy football than Adam Thielen. And that's over Julio or Antonio Brown or OBJ. And that's just because one. The Vikings continue to throw at a historic rate Two, Adam Thielen is the guy. And this guy isn't dropping anything, man. Miraculous catches, touchdowns left and right. I love it. He's my crown. He's absolutely he's been awesome. He's been really fun to watch when I'm when I'm talking about my secondary crown. I got to give the people a a tight end, Travis, because the the tight end position has been so volatile this year. But I got to give it up to my boy Ertz, Zach Ertz of the, of the Philadelphia Eagles. This guy did not score a touchdown today. However, he did go 9 of 10 for 138 yards, Travis. He is currently the tight end number one on the year, which I, I'm, I'll do a little humble brag here. I did say that I thought that this could possibly happen. And, you know, a lot of people were doubting because Nick Foles was going to start off the year. Uh, but Zach Ertz has just been a stud. He's had 76 targets on the year, for uh, for and he's caught 57 of those for 618 yards, And he's but he's only had two touchdowns, which means that he's super safe because he's getting the yardage. Last year, people wanted to doubt him because he, he would score every, he scored in like 10 or 12 of the games that he played in. Well, this year, he's doing the opposite. He is just racking up the yardage. They don't have any other receivers beside Alshon there that that Carson Wentz is depending on uh, or, or relying on, and their run game is a little suspect. So Zach Ertz has been a stud, and so I definitely give him my crown for this week. Yeah, a couple of things that have benefited him. You talk about the yardage, you know, injuries to the wide receiving core, injuries to the running backs, which means it's Alshon and Ertz. And pretty much nobody else at this point. And those two are feasting. And yeah, Johnny, he's doing it. I love it. He, you know, in a, like you said, in a year where the tight end is so thin, this guy is coming up big for you each and every week. I did want to do a little honorable mention here for the crown. And that and that's Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, this, this game was back on Thursday night. 
And unfortunately, I think uh, he could be the reason why I lose this week in my fantasy <laughs> matchup. Uh, but he threw but it's for not a about touchdown. you, Johnny. Yeah, it's not about <laughs> me. Uh, he threw for a touchdown and had a receiving touchdown. This guy continued. I, I give you props, Big Travi. You called this in the offseason. You said Emmanuel Sanders will be the number one for Denver. His game style fits Case Keenum more than Demarius Thomas, which word came out today that the Broncos were possibly shopping Demarius Thomas. And uh, so, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders continues to look like he is a very solid wide receiver week in and week out. Couldn't agree more, brother. Emmanuel Sanders is killing it and an offense that's struggling. He is a a, he's a shining light in that offense. All right. So we're going to go from the shining lights of offenses Uh to (laughs) the uh, turning off the lights for their for their teams and their fantasy owners. We got the week seven downs or downers. Uh, Can we say that on the show? That's like is that that's kind of like a, a drug reference there, but. Uh, we got the downers here for week seven. Um, or Travis, you want to you want to leave this off with their downer of week seven, man? Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, I want to talk about the Eagles. I, you know, we talked a little bit about Ertz and Alshon, but Corey Clement is a guy that I spent a lot of time this week really prepping guys up on Instagram. So Whisper Nation, I want to apologize a little bit for that because Corey Clement went out there. He he rushed the ball eight times for six yards, only got two targets, caught both of them for 16 yards. He wasn't effective at all. He was out carried by Wendell Smallwood, eight to nine. This is a full committee approach here. This game was rough. It was a defensive struggle too for a lot of the game. It opened up a little bit there at the end, but it was a lot of back and forth. There was some wind going on. Shouldn't affect the run game, uh, but it definitely affected, I mean, I don't know what was affecting Corey Clement, but he was, I don't know if I can trust him or Smallwood going forward. They got Jacksonville next, although Jacksonville doesn't look, seem to be as scary anymore. Yeah. And then the buy, I, Corey well, Clement might be a guy you have to stash and wait and see down the line. Luckily he was a waiver guy anyways, more than likely for you. He's not a guy that you had to rely on. If you put him in understandable, I liked him in this matchup. I thought it was going to be his time to shine. They don't look in any hurry to get away from timeshares in that backfield. No, and then you saw Josh Adams, the rookie out of Notre Dame, come into the game, and he was actually the best uh, running back of the trio. Travis, he he did he he did have a good college resume coming in. He's a bigger back, um, but yeah, like you said, you don't know what kind of splits these guys are going to get, and so it makes it super questionable. We we did have several questions on him. And, you know, unfortunately, this is the way fantasy football goes sometimes. Um, I, I'm going to flip my up to my downs, my first one, and it is also in the running back position. And that's a guy you took top three, sometimes even top two. And that's Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know what's going on in Dallas, uh, but that offensive line is nowhere what it looked like a year ago or even two years ago. And Zeke went 15 for 34, and he added two targets for only five. Uh, or sorry, he had two. He had five catches. targets. He had two catches on those five targets for only nine yards. Travis, he's averages 2.3 yards per carry in this game and 1.7 yards after contact. Over the last over over this entire year, 
He is currently tied for 25th with Peyton Barber with only 2.9 yards after contact. That's a little bit troubling for a guy who's kind of known for running over people and truck staking people. That offensive line has been troubling all season long with no actual threat on the outside. Defenses are loading that box and saying, all right, Dak, you beat us. If you beat us, we're okay with it. We're not going to let Zeke beat us. And uh, this was definitely a down week for for any Zeke owner that was looking for a monster week against, uh, you know, a, a Frank. to be frank with you, a Washington defense or an entire Washington team that is just a huge question mark. I don't know what to make of this Washington team. And yet they're first in the NFC East. It's Insane, it's really man. wild right now. Uh, once again, the NFL, when you think you know something, it likes to smack you in the face and say, shut up, you don't know nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, though, I think you hit it right on the head there, Johnny. Like, this offense is not trustworthy. And Dak, it starts with Dak and those wide receivers. And because of that, Zeke is suffering. Um, listen, I traded away Zeke in another league as a part of a package to get Adam Thielen on my roster. I'm not mad at it right now. I know it's I know it's a little crazy, but in a PPR system, like if you can fix your running back position, you know, you might want to look at getting rid or getting getting, you know, piecing off Zeke. Yes, he's talented, but if you can get a nice haul for that. Uh, you might get some name value, and like every other week, you're wondering what is up with the Dallas Cowboys. I I, I certainly know because the guy who called in, who you made that trade with, he sent me this. He said, "I want you to play this on the show." Yep. He he wants he wants Thielen back over <laughs> Zeke. He's got he who doesn't who at this doesn't, point? But right? Thielen staying Thielen staying on my side. Because on the opposite side of the field for Thielen is my down this week, and that's Stephon Diggs, Johnny. My boy. He continues his downward spiral. He hasn't scored since week two. He has back-to-back weeks of 33 yards. 33 yards, Johnny. And what's wild about this game is he had 14 targets, right? Caught the ball eight times, but yet still only 33 yards. There are some hope there. There is some hope there because of the targets. But uh, he's just not having that elite breakout we were hoping for. You know, we talked yeah. we talked in the offseason about the comps he gets to a- Antonio Brown because of his speed, his route running, his footwork. It's just not showing up with Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins seems to just want to give that ball to Adam Thielen. Well, I think in a major, major part of this, Travis, is that offensive line. It's not yeah. giving him enough time to develop. I mean, look at what it's doing and... to the, yeah, look at what it's doing to the run game. Yeah. Like, you know, the run game is not effective. Obviously, Latavius Murray has had two back-to-back weeks. Um, one was the Arizona Cardinals, who we, you know, yeah. we've been Talked over about that a many times. times on the show. <laughs> the other is, you know, he got two touchdowns this week, but only 69 yards. So, he's not, he's not been very effective behind that offensive line and even in the small sample size that cook's been on the field this year wasn't very effective rushing the ball either yes the line was a question mark last year even but case keenum still was able to do some things behind that line for those wide receivers so it just kind of makes you wonder um you know is it the Thielen show for the rest of the year can you trust Diggs in any situation is it going to be a pristine matchup option only for you uh with Diggs going forward it's kind of crazy, Travis, is we've seen this often from Diggs, right? 
You he comes out, he's on fire. You think, oh, this is the year he's going to be a wide receiver one. I certainly thought it, uh, and then he'll just disappear for several games at a time. And I mean, he'll pop up. There'll be games where he will return your value, but unfortunately, he can't be trusted, especially with the ups and downs of Kirk Cousins as well. He's not been uh, the quarterback that you certainly thought you were drafting. Travis, speaking of quarterbacks, my second uh, downer for this week is quarterback Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. He is he went 12 for 24 for 139 yards and a touchdown. He only had one rushing uh, one rushing attempt for one yard. Now, a part of this could the rushing attempts could be due to the and most likely are due to the fact that he had the bruised lung. But if you look at the last two weeks, he really is struggling and scoring. He has just 20 fantasy points combined over the last two weeks. Better days are ahead, I think. But Travis, I don't think this is the guy and this is the problem that I was telling people in drafting him because his value is going so high that I thought that there would be some regression. I didn't think it would be this much. But what do you make of Deshaun Watson? His next five games are at are, are Miami, at Denver, he has a bye, then at Washington, Tennessee, and Cleveland. So not murderer's row, but it's certainly, you know... A, a Only one bit. of those teams gives me a pause for concern, and that's Washington. Uh, just based on what we've seen them do the last couple of weeks with Carolina and with uh, Dallas. Um, I think that especially well, in and, Washington, and they're, they're a decent Denver with that. Look at what they did to Arizona Cardinals and the offensive line for Den or for, um, for the Texans is very comparable to that of the Arizona Cardinals. That's why I have pause there. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to compare Houston's offense to Arizona's in any way. Shape, I, I said offensive I line. Yeah. I'm just saying like, they're going to put up more points on Denver than Arizona did. Like I would put a lot of money on that. Um, but like, so Miami, Denver, Washington, ten- Tennessee, Cleveland, like I'm not scared of these. Listen, his rushing ability will come back. I think that as long as the injury isn't more serious than they're letting on Deshaun Watson's going to bounce back a little bit here. This was a tough divisional game on the road. I think he's going to, he's, you know, Miami has been getting kind of torched by teams lately. You watch Detroit come in uh, and torch them. The week before it was Chicago, and then the week before that it was New England. So now, Miami, who had started the year three and zero, and had a very suffocating secondary, has actually led up quite a bit of yardage over the last few weeks and a lot of touchdowns. So I think Deshaun Watson's actually in a get right spot against Miami at home next week, mm-hmm. uh, especially if Brock Osweiler is still the starter because the defense is going to be giving the ball back quite a bit to him. So. If Deshaun Watson goes out and lays another clunker against Miami, then I'd be willing to panic. But he had two, you know, uh, comp or two defensive struggles back to back. And remember, Buffalo, we talked about Buffalo last week. They're improving on defense, too. I wouldn't say it's time to panic just yet, um, but we'll see. I mean, listen, those kind of injuries linger and. Uh, and he's he's not a guy to shy away from contact, unfortunately. One thing because uh, he should be. One thing of note as well, Travis, sorry to interrupt you, but one thing of note is that you look at his wide receivers and they've all been banked up as well to this point. <clears throat> so um, they, there are better days. I believe that there are better days ahead for Deshaun Watson. But we will see. Like, it, 
Yeah. Well, and in in conjunction with the uh, you know Kiki Cutie going down, we actually saw Lamar Miller have his best game. So twenty two yeah. carries, one hundred yards, well, and a touchdown. So if the running game starts to get going, you might see a little bit of a balance here that helps Watson out. Speaking of Lamar Miller, Travis, he is my honorable mention for the week seven rebounds. Uh, I I was going to do a full write up on him. However, uh, a little um, forecast here is that you you chose two running backs, so I didn't want to add another running back. Uh, but he is my honorable mention. We we you and see I see how Johnny just blamed me for why he couldn't use Lamar Miller. Yeah. I hope Whisper Nation saw that. Hey, that's what I Take do. Shots, hey, as, shots fired. As the host of the show. Well, let's just jump right into these rebounds then, Johnny. All right. Why don't you give us your and first rebound? And I want rebound. to just... Oh, I'm so pumped on this. Yeah. Listen, I talked to Matt Patricia, and yes. he listened straight to up. Whisper Nation. Straight, straight up, up to his face. Straight, straight and carry on Johnson got 19 carries. That's my boy. He got 19 carries for 158 yards, Johnny. After only 70 yards and getting no goal line carries last week, Carrion came in and did his thing. That was his highest carry count, his highest yardage total. And yes, I know Blunt still got in there and and stole a touchdown, but before he did, Carrion got a goal line look. So that's what was encouraging for me is that Carrion got that first crack at the goal line. He just didn't convert. And then Blunt went in and he did his dumb thing. But listen, 19 carries is big boy numbers. And I love to see that. And it's just on that borderline of 200. And he flipped and looked good. A 70-yard gusher out there. So Travis. He he looks great. And I love that rebound for carry-on. And I love where his stock is going right now. So to add on to, to, to stockpile onto the already awesome stats that you've put up already so far. Carry on Johnson for the year has had 69 touches for 444 yards, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, all the other running backs for Detroit, they have had 66 rushing attempts for less than half of that amount. They have barely 200 and 200 yards rushing. It's like yeah, you were totally right in what you're saying. If you if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Instagram page. We have a v- short video clip. It's hilarious of, of Travis pleading with Matt Patricia. It seems like Matt Patricia saw the video and he reacted <laughs> yeah. to it because they gave carry on the ball and uh, and it, it worked. He looked great. Neither, dare I say, Travis, uh, this is a true story, true confession here. I almost, I almost, cause I, I, I took your what you were saying. I believed it. Of course, I do, cause you're my partner. I almost offered, and I was thinking about it, offering David Johnson for Carry On Johnson yesterday in wow. a keeper league. And now I'm, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot that I didn't do that. Uh, hey, cause Carry On looked great, man. Johnny's over here telling me that. Uh... You can't sell David Johnson, and yet he's trying to sell hey. David Johnson behind my back. No, I said I couldn't. I wouldn't hey. do it for CMC. Hey, which after two weeks, I'm I'm winning that bet. Just so you know, after two weeks, keep you up on date. But I will say, uh, speaking of bets, Travis, you kicked my butt this week in, in our in our bet this week. Um, I digress with the the Mark Ingram argument there. Uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and I, I don't want to. Well, 
we're why gonna, don't I just yeah, jump just, into just that? Just jump then, into it. Because since, here's the thing. Since my we're on the subject the here. week here is, uh, is Alvin Kamara. Listen, he disappeared on Fantasy Owners. There was such a panic, and I felt like it was prolonged because they went on by right after that. So they had the Monday night game. Drew Brees comes out. He breaks record. Alvin Kamara is disappearing. Taysom Hill has taken all his touchdowns. Twitter is on fire. The sky is falling, and Alvin Kamara is just gone, and what am I going to do? I took advantage of this in a couple leagues and traded for Alvin Kamara, and he came out. I know he didn't blow anybody away here in this game. Um, he only had, you know, he's coming off that, that Monday night game with 24 rushing yards, 15 receiving, but then he out-touches Ingram in this game. He got 75 total yards and a touchdown, 17 carries to Ingram's 12, yeah. and they each got two targets. So in a game where they needed to win, which is what I predicted, this is this is the thing. No offense to Mark Ingram, and this is not a slight on Mark Ingram. He is a great running back. Okay. Alvin Kamara is a better weapon for this offense to use when they need to win. Yes. Okay. And so when they are in a game that they have to have, they're going to, they know that he creates a mismatch for those defenses. Yeah. Even an elite defense like Baltimore was Kamara was better uh, than he was more effective than Ingram. And I figured that would be the case just because you can telegraph what Ingram's going to do a little bit more. Right. Not saying they're going to stop him every time, but you can kind of see what he's going to do. Either way, that's neither here nor there. Alvin Kamara's my rebound. All of his owners can kind of take that slight <sighs> sigh of relief. They're okay. He's okay. I think both of these guys retain value going forward. Ingram will have better days. Yeah. Um, and they're going to they're gonna play, you know, these bad defenses in in the uh in the south again mm-hmm. uh in Tampa and Atlanta so there's some there's some games on the schedules for both of these guys to feast but Alvin Kamara my rebound my second rebound for the week uh so he he definitely rebounded for his owners out there i think that, that you kind of hit it on the head there and you know game script right so if if new orleans is project, projected to uh, be uh, be up by a lot i think that fits Mark Ingram a little bit more if they are projected to be playing from behind like you had you had said in your uh sit and start article then it's more of a game script for Alvin Kamara a little simple plea here a little wish here how great would it be if Mark Ingram were to go to New England or Philly or Philly please I could see him being as a Mark Ingram owner I would love that (laughs) <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm going to switch over to the opposite side of the field, though, Travis, with my rebounds. I'll just get into them real quick. And in that same game, John Brown, kudos mm-hmm. to you, a guy from my own backyard. I miss you, John Brown. Wish you would come back. You had he had seven for seven targets and, and catches for 134 yards and a touchdown. It could have been, and it should have been two touchdowns, Travis, but he got chased down from behind and then went down at the one yard line. Uh, Travis, this is this. Oh, so I got to, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. So John Brown was a big guy this week for a lot of questions in our Instagram stories, a lot of questions on our posts. What do I do with John Brown this week? So I dove in a little bit deeper, right? And we talked about it in our preview episode that the Saints were one of the worst teams on plays of 15 yards or more down the field. 
Okay, their completion percentage that they were allowing was the highest in the league on those plays. And so I was confident this was a get right game for John Brown. So confident he was in the player stay away article on the fantasy as a play because I knew he was going to have a matchup here. And the thing is, is that he's getting. Yes, he's not catching a lot of his targets. Right, John. But he is running. He's getting 20 percent of the market share. He's getting 25 percent of the market share on deep routes gigantic routes like his yards per catch is through the roof it's going to be even larger once we crack break down the numbers this week because he's got two bombs in this one so the point is is that he is when he gets it he feasts and he feasted on that new orleans secondary yep and then speaking of feast for my second rebound i have trey burton welcome in trey burton he went nine for 11 travis this is the when we talked about him on all off season, this is what this we is what thought. We, yeah. This is what we thought we were getting. He had 11 targets today. He caught nine of them for 126 yards and a touchdown. This was after last week. He had posted four of four. He was just getting the most he was getting was four targets in a game. And he had 23, uh, 23 receiving yards. He did catch a touchdown last week as well. But Travis, he had a monster game today. He is currently the tight end five on the year in a landscape of untested and unseasoned tight ends. Trey Burton has scored more than eight fantasy points in a standard league in four of six games. Is he someone that you can trust at the tight end position and roll out weekly or people need to stop using the word trust or thinking of the word trust with tight ends the way they do with every other player. Listen, if I hear, but he's touchdown dependent again about a tight end, they all are. This is what they are. And so if this guy's going to get any week that he's going to get 11 targets, Zach Ertz, right. Or even Kelsey. Yeah. Or yeah. Travis Kelsey. You're right. Um, at this at this point, if he's getting 11 targets in any week, you've got to be happy and take that because the positional advantage that he's going to give you on those weeks will help you win your week. And so you have to keep rolling Trey Burton out there because what are you going to do? You're going to drop him for a Chris Herndon in for the Jets who scored back-to-back weeks, like another touchdown dependent guy, CJ Uzuma, who was a no-show. Or, I mean, he got a touchdown uh, tonight, but like he's also touchdown dependent. Like... I would rather roll with Burton, who they paid big money. They brought him in. They want a scheme for him. Just because he's not getting it every week, none of them are, you know? Right. All right, Big Travi, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for joining in. We are the Fantasy Whispers. That is Big Travi, and I'm Giant Game Time Hicks. If you like what you heard tonight, Please, please go over and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you enjoy. That is on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher, or anywhere else you like to get your podcasts, as well as check us out on YouTube. We got videos up all the time of our episodes, and we do whisper perspectives and little video clips. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Travis, you want to let them know about our our social media accounts. Yeah, that's right. If you hit us up on Instagram, we're going live every day, giving you updates and we've got all sorts of graphics out there that break down a bunch of stats and rankings that we have high performances from the week. Maybe get uh, a couple guys that flew under the radar. So you guys know, 
And then if you're really trying to dig deep throughout the week, we're trying to get you guys all prepared and ready for your fantasy matchups each and every week. And that starts literally on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and that starts with our waiver wire piece on Tuesday. It starts with my player stay away on Thursday. You got rankings on Wednesday and all this happens at the fantasy Check it out there. And of course, uh, we will do our game previews every Thursday and Friday, uh, breaking it down for the week for you. So me and Johnny are pumped to get you guys dominated. And by this time, you know, by the time you're listening to this, you're already gearing up for week eight, which is halfway through the NFL season, man. Yep. We are grinding through it. All right. Until next time, that's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.